0: If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Eagle. This year marks the 50th anniversary of Mushroom Records. And all this week ahead of the release of Eagle. The Michael Gudinski Story. Triple M pays homage to the music. Australian Music speak good to me. The legacy. Success breeds success. The man. Michael Gudinski, how are you? Mr Gudinski! From the stories,
1: if he had faith in it, the more it drove him to the gigs. Bam, he'd blast through the door to the artists. We're gonna make you a star, kid. <laughs> Triple M takes you right into the heart of the Mushroom label. That's why Mushroom start and the Mushroom family. Do you get paid
0: extra for that shit? That's why at Triple M we celebrate 50 years. Of Mushroom Records. Yes, today is the day. Ego, the Michael Gudinski story is out now. Check your local cinemas for listings. And lucky enough, this afternoon to be joined by the man leading the charge at Mushroom Records, a label that started with bands like would eventually evolve, taking risks on a little no name like Kylie Minogue. To Frontier, the touring arm that brings the world's biggest acts to our backyard. Like the Phooey's, breaking records with Ed Sheeran. And we'll be singing along with Sir Paul in October. Na, 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 na. It's exciting too. We get to welcome the next crop of talent that are going to write their own stories for the next 50 years, like the Teskeys. DMAs too. We are watching her grow up before our very eyes. What a voice. Collectively, it's a force in world music, but more importantly, it's a company that's built on family values, which is why it's loved everywhere. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome Matt Ganinski as we celebrate the release of Ego, the Michael Ganinski story. It's so good to see you, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me here today.
0: It's uh, great to have you here. We celebrate 50 years of Mushroom, but we also celebrate 25 years of your career in the music industry as well, 10 years at the helm. You've been around for a lot of incredible releases, live music events. This one, though, is quite special.
1: For any company to to make it to 50 years, um, not to mention an independent music company, yeah, um, it's 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 a feat. It's something we're really proud of. Yep. Uh, everyone that's been part of the journey in... Like I said, I think it's it's now, how, how how can we make it to be here in the next 50 years? Yeah, sad to not have my dad here to, to mm. celebrate it. I mean, the, the legacy and what he created with Mushroom over the last 50 years, you know, speaks volumes to Australian culture as a whole. And yeah. you know, I'm honoured to be able to take the ship forward. Absolutely. And
0: it, it must have been quite special for you kind of going through that footage as you were kind of piecing it together, like little things reminding you of being a kid growing up, you know, watching your dad going to gigs. Like It must have been quite a special experience to piece it all together and kind of watch it,
1: yeah. To to put fifty years into a into a short documentary is never easy, but yeah, yeah. You know, hearing some of the stories back and and seeing a lot of the footage and, mm. and brings so many memories of um you know great times and also the not so great times yeah. and it really is um it really tells the mushroom um you know it just t- tells the mushroom story and the Michael Godinsky story in a way that my family and and myself were also proud of.
0: I was telling you before off camera, I left watching the doco just felt really inspired, like watching. Your dad, how we built Mushroom. I think um, having something like this out there is so great for anyone just wanting to chase a dream and if they've got something that they're passionate in to go with their gut because, you know, great things can happen.
1: Look, I, th- I think uh, anyone that met my dad or crossed paths with my dad knew that he was a very inspiring person and, mm. um, you know, he really brought an amazing energy and vibe to everything he did and yeah. that's what we really wanted to show through the documentary Yeah, um, was, you know, people to la- leave inspired like you said you were and really yeah. I think it's, his energy is captured so well throughout yeah. the um throughout the docker.
0: You've spoken at events like Big Sound where you get a lot of people that want to get into the music industry and they want to know a bit more about it. I think it's going to be really great to have a documentary like this where it's something to look to as like a blueprint and to actually see because I feel like there's nothing really set in stone, especially in Australia, to be like, this is the way you can do it and this is the way, you know, there's a lot to learn from that.
1: Yeah, look, uh, the music industry is, you know, one of the hardest industri- industries to, to break into, not just uh, working in it, but for artists. it's yeah. You've got to really have have self-belief and believe in yourself and again I hope people that do see it are inspired and it hopefully uh, brings a new generation of people into our industry and yeah and uh, more artists
0: and what I love about mushroom now is like when it started to what it is now you know you've got international domestic touring booking agencies artists and talent management record labels publishing merchandising creative marketing services venues event production film production and distribution it must be great to be at the helm of this company that has this amazing
1: creative umbrella yeah well look Central to everything we do is the is the talent, really talent of all walks of life. And even Mushroom started as a as an outlet to support and invest in Australian Australian talent. And while we work with a lot of amazing global stars and international names, the core of still what we do is supporting and creating a platform yeah. for great Australian artists yeah. to have success. That's probably will we'll always remain at the centre of what Mushroom is: is ensuring that that we're I guess invested in our local music scene. And when when Mushroom first started, there was there was a very limited Australian music. Scene. There wasn't a lot of a, a lot of successful artists. There was many artists that were all recording covers of famous international songs. And yeah. I think lo- looking looking at our industry today, it's thriving on a global scale. There's more Australian artists than ever yeah. having success outside of Australia. Um, music's bigger than ever in Australia, and just yeah. the crop of not just the, the all the artists that are successful. The quality of music and artists that we have across um, our country is is second to none, and it's yeah. uh, recognised globally now. But um, having so much great talent, also Makes it really challenging for a yeah. lot of artists to get the recognition um, that they deserve or, or to get heard. Mm. Break, breaking a new artist, um, as we sit here in twenty twenty three, is is very hard. Mm. And um, but you, you've you've got to really have that self belief to be successful as an artist in yeah. in what is a really um, hard industry to break into.
0: What I love about Mushroom though is that those kind of those uh, values are still there. Like you know you, you know people who are signed to Mushroom, you do feel like you're part of that family, and the things that Mushroom have. Always pride themselves on like I love the fact you're still going to gigs like you'll be at the Tote on a Tuesday night to check out a band like those things haven't changed you know it's still going out and watching live music and supporting artists from the start
1: definitely as I said um, we we just really I know when my dad started the business and 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 even uh, ever since until today we just want to create ways to support uh, talent and you need to have our you need to have a thriving live live music scene we need those venues like the Tote the Corner Hotel Um, you know they're as, as as, as as important as the Rod Laver Arenas or the Marvel Stadiums or yeah. Festival Hall or the Palais Theatre. We really need that pub rock scene um, to, to still thrive, and it does yeah. in Melbourne.
0: Yeah, and I think um, Mushroom, you know, a lot of people have Mushroom to thank, especially for all the festivals and events that you guys put on, and especially walk it, watching the doco. I got so much out of the Sunbury Festival as well. I've got some recording from Billy Thorpe. <laughs> a huge influence on the next generation of musos that would come up. Here's Jimmy's experience at that festival.
1: <laughs> I jumped in the back of the uh, station wagon, my sister and all were really out of it, mates. So we of stoning the whole way over. And we got to Sunbury, we went to a spot on the hill, I wanted to see Billy Thorpe and And we got to Sunbury, we took a spot on the hill, and my sister and her friends were all taking these pills, they're called mandrakes. <laughs> which are like downers, um, you know, and I've never been good with downers, even then. And, uh, but, uh, they, but it was the first, it was a Friday. And they, they all took a handful of downers, and I'm sort of 14 or something. They gave me a handful. Mm. And, and then I remember, oh, this is nice. I'm walking along, and the last thing I remember was falling into the creek. And I woke up two days later <laughs> in a thing called the buoyancy tent, which was like, people were on heroin, on acid, everywhere around me. So I sort of snuck out backwards so they didn't think I was, you know, I belong there. And I walked back, and my sister and her friends hadn't moved and they hadn't missed me at all. And Billy Thorpe came on stage as soon as I got there, two days later. (laughs) I think it's
0: crazy that like a festival like that, so many of the next big Australian artists were there and had their first
1: kind of festival experience and they go on to kind of headline these festivals. Yeah, look, I, I never never got all the full stories of the Sunday experience from, <laughs> yeah. from my dad. There's some great ones in the documentary and yeah. uh, Jimmy tells a, a, a great one there as well. But yeah. I think that was really the beginning of, you know, it, it really showed what was possible in Australia in the live music scene. I know um, it, it, the first record that Mushroom put out was a, was a triple album celebrating the the sunbury festival mm. and um yeah billy billy i've heard so many stories about billy thorpe's performance that night and yeah. um yeah look it's uh it's great that we've got you know footage to to look to look back on that but um but yeah i've never never got the full stories of exactly uh <laughs> yeah. the fun that was had there
0: yeah um, we were saying 50 years of mushroom and you know you've spent 25 years in the industry what were kind of your early memories from growing up and and kind of going to gigs and when did you realize that you know dad had a different day job to kind of everyone else
1: um from you know from before i I even could remember I was going to going to shows and heading out on tours yeah. um I probably remember a number of uh gigs when I was about probably from about five years old whether it be with Jimmy Barnes whether it was Billy Joel yeah um so many other uh, amazing the police and so many other amazing acts that um that, that Mushroom and Frontier were touring at that time mm. and I think look by the time I was about eight or nine years old I was already trying to um you know run parties at home with even our <laughs> yeah. all our family friends and charging them to come into the back of the house and yeah, yeah playing playing good music and and sort of in my in my early teens i started promoting a number of gigs and yeah, nice. I think from that time on I was um just looking forward to finishing school and getting yeah uh, becoming part of the family business
0: yeah I guess it's one of those industries too where you know you, you have to be in it to experience it and to get better you can't like go to unions Well, you can but like to really kind of immerse yourself in that time you had to go on those tours and you had to kind of be in it to kind of understand it
1: yeah I think as a promoter you know the only way to learn is to is is you know through making those mistakes stakes I think yeah. there wouldn't be a promoter out there that um hasn't had a gig that, that lost money and I think yeah. uh look I was lucky the first few I did were successful but there's been many ups and downs al- al- along the way but yeah um you know having um my dad there to help me through the you know a- any challenges that we had with an artist or yeah. um or whatever it may be I, was, I guess I got um my own university course through, <laughs> through him yeah um but yeah no I always had such a passion for all aspects of music but especially the live music and the shows there's nothing like Seen fans you know enjoy an artist live um and just you know that's something that makes me excited it really makes you love what you love what you do but yeah um but yeah as i said just um you know, i was always yeah, always always on tours always going to shows and yeah um you know getting to spend some amazing times with artists so it all felt normal to me growing up
0: that's really cool so it's 25 years since you've been in the dis- industry and 25 years since the living end released their debut album did you <laughs>
1: Did you jump on one of their earlier tours when they were first starting as well? Was it- no, I wasn't on one of their tours. We put the we put their first uh, EP out through Mushroom. And, oh, cool. Um, and I was a big fan of them at the time. Yeah. I booked them to play one of my uh, early uh, concerts that I ran, which nice. I was, uh, you know, was really chuffed about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what an amazing Australia. I know they're celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. What an amazing Melbourne artist uh, they've been.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. What, do you remember your first kind of moment where you were really
1: kind of starstruck, whether it be, um, it was probably probably meeting Eminem when we toured Eminem. Nice. I, I'd, yeah. I'd been on my dad's case, um, I think I was about 13 or 14 at the time. I'd yeah. been on my dad's case for <laughs> a long time to tour yeah, yeah, yeah. Eminem. And, you know, we didn't do a lot of sort of hip-hop stuff at Mushroom at that point. And, um, you know, I finally, my dad finally listened. And um, cut a long story short, we lost a lot of money on the okay, tour. Right. So <laughs> he always blamed me about it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, one of the biggest acts in the world. And I do remember being lucky enough to, To meet him and get a photo, and uh, it's probably the only time I think ever that I've been, uh, yeah, right, wow, or yeah, nervous about meeting someone. Yeah, I
0: can imagine, man. Uh, 50 Years of Mushroom. What I really love too is that we're getting some incredible covers that you guys have put together. So we got The Temper Trap taking on the church, Bissy Higgins, Triffids. Paul Kelly, Sonny Boys to name a few, and I'm I'm loving this one.
1: Man, these must have been really fun to put together. Yeah, I think we wanted to really look at reimagining some of the great songs over the journey as part of the 50th celebration yeah and again center to everything that we've been able to to build and create at mushroom is the artists and the great songs and so many songs that you know, the soundtrack to many people's lives so yeah to be able to have acts like the temper trap um missy higgins paul Kelly, um and so many more record uh, or reimagine those songs are saying it's been really special yeah and um i know they've been received well by so many so there's a couple more still to come out through the rest oh of the that's year. cool.
0: Yeah. I I think why they're awesome as well. Like it's a really good chance for each set of artist fans to discover each other as well. Like the older acts to discover a new newer act, and new act to discover you know this huge back catalogue of Mushroom artists that have been on the roster for a while. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, you know, good songs last the you know they last the test of time. And um, again, we just really wanted to honor some of those songs that have been such a key part of the of the history of Mushroom and yeah. and um, been loved over the years by so many. So um yeah, if you haven't had a chance to listen to any of them yeah. yet, there. Are all available on, on streaming services yeah. and um, there might even be an album coming out later in the year oh, so I, I reckon uh, should, people should get around it. Yeah man, it's like I was saying before earlier too in
0: the intro, like how cool is it to see like the Teskey brothers playing you know 6,000, 7,000 people a night in Amsterdam and then you know you go to London, you got the DMA selling out Alexander, like it's a really exciting time for the next crop of mushroom acts coming through, hey.
1: Well as I said earlier on for Australian music as a whole there's never been more artists having great success internationally, yeah. whether it be acts like you mentioned that are part of the mushroom family or others that are not like rufus to soul or tame impala or gang of youths and flume and um the list goes on there's just so many australian artists that are doing great things overseas but yeah to see the Teskey brothers and dmas playing to you know thousands if not tens of thousands of people is something that really makes what we do worthwhile and yeah um i, I think look i think if you if you'd said to um a lot of those artists that they'd be having the success there on a global scale they would have they'd be pinching themselves about it so yeah. Um, and you know there's a lot of great new artists coming through whether it be Mia Ray it's one of the most exciting artists on Mushroom or um, another one of our artists Mercy Mercy that's really having some great um, success across Europe and while streaming's created some challenges for um, recorded music artists it's also opened up all all music to the whole world and I think that's made such a difference in allowing um, Australian artists to have greater um, success globally over Mm. the past 10 years
0: and I feel like uh, people internationally they really kind of resonate with what is an Australian sound like maybe um, you know we're kind of used to it, and we take it for granted for we're here. But um, you know when you take an Australian band, you put them overseas, they really embrace it. It's like this energy, this live, you know, that comes from
1: hard work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, hard work is is sort of the number one thing for for any artist. And yeah, it's not easy. I mean, you've done it as well. It's not easy being out on the road every every night and uh, doing the hard yards. But when you're playing in front of big audiences, it really makes it worthwhile. But I think there used to be even more of a definitive Australian sound, whereas now the quality of Australian music, you know, stands. Up globally, and um, and that's well recognised. You've got more labels and um, people from across the globe looking to Australia for new artists, um, yeah. which makes it you know harder for labels like Mushroom because there's so much interest in the next crop and wave of Australian talent coming through. So um, it's something that look, I, I guess while we 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 love and we prioritise our artists, something that my dad was all about, and and it's definitely been instilled into me. Is we support Australian music as a whole, and um, some of the things that the initiatives that were led by my dad during the during yeah. the COVID pandemic when the whole industry was on its knees and yeah. um you know it, it wasn't just to support mushroom artists it was to support Australian artists and Australian music as a whole and um I think you know what he he led um and and created during that time is probably you know part of part of you know a big part of his legacy and something that uh, I'm so proud of um what we did to keep the industry ticking over yeah um, during what was a, a time of un, 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 uncertainty and yeah, yeah yeah you know there were times there will will we ever have live Music again. I mean, even for me, yeah. who'd been going to concerts since I was, um, since I can't even remember, yeah. it was so odd to not go to a show or not be asked for a free ticket for, for mm. uh, a period of time. Yeah, but it was probably the only uh, <laughs> fun part of COVID bizarre uh, Stop getting asked for yeah. tickets for everything. <laughs> yeah. But that was
0: so important, like what what you guys put on during that, because you know, obviously, I talked to a lot of musicians, and it, a lot of them just felt really lost, you know, because there was nothing really in the horizon to aim for. And the fact that uh, you guys put put on that event, and artists could. Kind of get to get like us in Melbourne like we couldn't even see each other like band yeah. members like and for you guys to put it on an initiative like that bought on other things as well like online gigs and so much of that really got musicians to a really hard time because a lot of musicians weren't working as well that's a sacrifice you make being
1: a full-time museo as well yeah that no, was it was challenging time for for not only um all, all all parts of life but for the music industry was one of the yeah. one of them that was hit the hardest so yeah. to see how strong um the industry as a whole has come out of the pandemic yeah you know more people are going to gigs now than ever there's more artists that are um having success it's something that you know seemed a a, a long way away only only 18 months ago
0: now um i want to play a little bit of a game with you this is called so this is called memory lane and what i've done is i've plucked a few bands out and i just want to i just want to get the first thing that comes to mind when i play them because um i think mushroom you guys have brought so many amazing artists to this country that bring people so much joy. I just want to know the first thing that kind of comes to mind. I thought I'd start with an artist that you brought up before.
1: Sting, who was out here recently... He's part of the family. Yeah, look, Sting and my dad um, started working together in the early days of the police, and um, at, you know, him and uh, my dad and my mum retained a, a long, long time yeah. friendship. Um, and again, yeah, there were times when I was growing up, he'd be uh, over at the house for dinner. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, yeah. or we'd catch up um, as families uh, on trips overseas or what it, what it might be. But yeah, he was uh, definitely, uh, definitely again, him and my dad had a great bond, and um, you know, it started to really show to me from a young age that the connection that yeah. my dad had with artists and just how important those relationships were to um, to be successful in the music industry yeah and
0: I feel like these big acts love coming back to Australia because of mushroom because of the reputation you have and you know like I said making them feel like family when they come here
1: yeah look I think that's the Australian way not just with acts that we promote yeah. but um, artists do love coming to our shores and I know um you know over the journey my dad always made it a memorable experience yeah. and, uh, with his um with you know his uh loud and you know buzzing energy bouncing off Walls, everyone <laughs> always remembered Michael Gadinsky. Absolutely, man.
0: Uh, concert, I want to talk to you about this man at Hanging Rock. Yeah.
1: there is an act that gives the people what they want it's the boss right yeah I just was lucky enough to see uh, Bruce play at Hyde Park in London oh cool um, when I was over there it was just an amazing experience but I do remember he, Bruce has come to Hanging Rock twice and yep. I do remember them both really really well and look when we first toured Bruce in 2013 I hadn't seen him live before and I think to really love Springsteen yeah. you need to have seen him live before yeah. and I remember my dad saying to me he goes you know watch, you should watch the whole, sh- whole show tonight and, you know usually when we'd be working we'd you know, get to see parts the show would be rare we'd sit down and watch it all he's like no I really want you to watch the whole show I said oh yeah cool how long does it go for he goes three and a half hours <laughs> yeah. and I said what yeah. and he goes yeah he plays for three and a half hours I said oh I'll, no go, I'll go watch a little bit of it. but I said I'm not gonna uh, I, you know, I don't You know, think anyone can keep my attention for three and a half <laughs> yeah. hours and um, I didn't move the entire night actually yeah. so yeah. it was um, it, and since then look you know his, his songs are cl- a classic you knew a lot of his songs but yeah. I think if you haven't seen Bruce Springsteen play live then, then you're not a music fan it's just something yeah. So it's ah be the top of my list to to recommend to anybody, and yeah. like I said, was lucky enough to see him only a couple of weeks ago in oh, another cool. amazing destination, yeah nice. um in Hyde Park in London, and yeah, again, another three and a half hour show, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. watch the whole thing again as well. Oh, man, that's so cool.
0: Ah uh, so many people, especially on this station, are excited to have these guys come back.
1: <laughs>
0: Dave Grohl and the Fooies. I mean, it must be crazy. we've kind of watched this band come to Australia the very early days like the big day out like I'm sure you would have seen them there and now just where they are to watch that kind of growth it's quite special in there
1: yeah look I was I was a big fan of um, Foo Fighters growing up obviously I was a fan of Nirvana and then yeah. um, followed Dave into um, into his new band with the Foo Fighters uh, look first few times they came to Australia they played on festivals and some other shows and we, we yeah. weren't touring them at that time I actually remember going to see them at Festival Hall I think it was it was probably around 18 or 19 but yeah, my memory 2000s. from that is the, the last time I went crowd surfing actually <laughs> talk, talk. so don't encourage everyone to do that these days because you know there's so many rules and regulations out there but um yeah. I uh vividly remember that at our uh, festival hall it was an amazing show and then nice. look to be lucky enough to be their promoter um, in, in Australia now is it, it, you know it's, it's really special the the show they came out for which was really the first big concert post the yeah. pandemic when they played down in Geelong um you know I think it was yeah last year in 2022 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was such a special night and um you know so something that I'll never forget and look they're coming coming back this December and you, know, you always know what you're going to get with them and yeah. uh, you know they're so loved out here.
0: I think one of the, the best things is and I've got to thank you for the rest of my life for this is when you get these big international bands you get to give these local bands the chance to share the stage. We supported the Rolling Stones thanks to you guys. Um, that's such a cool thing to do hey to give these upcoming bands that experience as well to jump on this, these big stages meet these bands too. It's such an important part of the experience. Hey? Yeah
1: I think not only to for the artist to get to meet, you know, their idols or other artists that um they, they thrive strive to be like. But look, you know, to get in front of new audiences, to introduce um, you know, upcoming Australian talent to, yeah, yeah. to to a wider um audience is is so important. And um not every artist wants to have a, a local artist on or have a support act, but it's something that um that we've always been really insistent on. Yeah. Um we don't always get our way but yeah. most of the time because yeah, again the center of everything at Mushroom is about supporting Australia, supporting Australian mm music so um you know a lot of times those artists will jump on as support and they might end up then being the support act for for that artist in another that's country exactly right or, yeah, yeah, yeah um you know many great things can come from it um as well as, as as well as building new fans yeah i think that's what happened with uh
0: i think the fooies queens of the stone ads went and saw the chats in la and as a result like the chats jumped on a big
1: us tour it's funny how that can all work right well even seen australian artists um you know getting big slots overseas the tesky brothers were lucky enough to support um springsteen in italy the other day yeah um so you know what a moment for them that was
0: yeah i spoke to josh just before that actually and man you've never heard anyone more excited yeah (laughs) um let's talk about uh this act that's coming back it's scary how big it's become I I
1: i can't remember a time there was so much hype for an artist yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I think what we saw with the Taylor Swift uh, tickets going on sale oh. uh, not long ago in my 25 years, and I think in the history of um, of live music in Australia, especially during Mushroom's journey, there's just never been anything like that. Did you have an inkling that it was going to be like this? Yeah, look, it's it's been that way um, in most countries around the world, but I think w- we knew it was going to be that strong, but I think until it happens and you actually saw just the, I guess... <laughs> Yeah, the hysteria around it, you, you, yeah. you, you, you never know. And it's probably even bigger um, in that way than we thought. And, look, it's great to have her bringing one of the, you know, the biggest productions and shows yeah. uh, to our shores. It's not going to every country. Um, she's only playing in two cities in Australia, so Melbourne's mm. lucky enough to be yeah, thank God. to be one of them. Um, but, yeah, look, it's going to be uh, an, ama- an amazing tour. And um, a couple of my colleagues were just over at the show in, the, in, um, in San Francisco recently. I nice. was just saying how every single person there is, you know, <laughs> dressed up and yeah. it's just, it's it's sort of a experience that um, in seeing shows every week we, we haven't seen before.
0: And we were just saying before, just off camera, there there's like thousands of people out the front of the stadium too. It'll
1: probably be like that at the G, right? Yeah, it's like it's again you have never seen a show uh, where there's probably in in some cities more people waiting outside just <laughs> to get a hit, just to hear a little um, snippet of it than actually is in the venue. So yeah, um, I'm sure it's going to be uh, mayhem when she uh, comes here next February. They might have to block off Punt Road. <laughs> I, I I reckon it'll be like a
0: Hollywood game x three. <laughs> how do you um? So how often like uh? How often you hear
1: about a tour like that in advance? Is it chop? Is it like years? Is it like yeah? It it, it 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 varies. I mean, it, probably now more than ever, um, is a lot more longer lead time. Yeah. Um, than, than there than there once was. But there's there's no sort of um you know rule about it. Certain tours come yeah. up last minute. We just um you know when we did Ed Sheeran recently, that had been many years in the planning, and we announced those shows twelve months in advance. Yeah. Um, we announced the Sir Paul McCartney shows uh, last week and those shows are on in, um, yeah. in about 10 weeks yeah so it's 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 always different but the the big tours um, are always you know very well um you yeah. know planned in advance wow we should talk about one that broke all
0: kinds of records with
1: the shape of you, with push and pull like a magnate. A very special night with Ed Sheeran in Melbourne. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty amazing, over 110,000 people at the MCG. As wow. I said, the, the idea of Ed playing not only at the MCG was always a dream from and a goal from when we first started working yeah. with him and, and met him, but um, it was my dad who suggested to Ed after his last Australian tour that um, also broke a lot of records and we were talking, how are we going to get more people to, 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 to see this guy? and yeah. It was my dad that suggested to Ed about playing in the centre of the ground. Nice. Um, which Ed's now toured all around the world. Yeah. And the show at the MCG was not only the um, highest ticketed um, concert in Australian history; it was the biggest show Ed Sheeran's played anywhere in the world. That's so, crazy. Um, for that to happen, uh, not only um, in, in you know with us, but in Melbourne, yeah, absolutely, um, is something that was so special. And um, you know, I know my dad would have been very proud of the company and and of Ed um, mm. being able to have that achievement in in our hometown.
0: That seemed like really fun after the gig as well. Was there was there a bit of a party on the on the ground? Yeah, we
1: had a we had a few drinks on on the on the ground. After the show, yeah. um, it was really you know just to I think acknowledge the just the scale of what he would a- achieved. Absolutely, and, yeah, um, and it was yeah it was a special couple of days. It also coincided with the anniversary of my dad's passing, so mm. it was a um, it was a great celebration. But it was also an emotional time as well. Big time.
0: Uh, we've got a show coming up in November. We can't reveal too much, but putting this one together must be uh, must be interesting. Uh, how, yeah. how far
1: along are we? Yeah, um, quite a fair way along. Look, Mushroom at our tenth anniversary, we held a concert at the um, at the Sydney My Museum. Music Bowl to celebrate ten years of, yeah. of Mushroom at the twenty fifth anniversary. There was a big celebration concert at the MCG. So yeah. look, we've got a we've got a lot to live up to, but yeah, now we're we're planning something to um, sort of round out the fiftieth anniversary celebrations in nice. November. All should be revealed soon, and yeah, great. Um, yeah, there'll be lots of artists, both past and present, that'll be involved awesome. in that, and um, it'll really celebrate the, the the songs of Mushroom. Yeah, you might
0: have to turn your phone off for guest list spots for that one. <laughs> look, I don't think anything can be as crazy as taylor swift (laughs) uh matt it's been so awesome to hang out man i know you're busy uh but yeah congratulations on the release of this doc. like i said earlier i left watching it uh it was emotional but left like really inspired and to you know be able to watch this like the journey of your old man it's really special man and it's really exciting to have you at the helm for the next 50 years and i really appreciate you coming in and and taking time out congrats on the release yeah thanks i appreciate it For all the latest rock news, interviews and backstage
1: experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the listener app.